Every year on this Pasha on the Shabbat, Pasha Tetzaveh, we are faced with an anomaly in the Torah where the Torah basically, which has, a Torah which has not missed a week from the beginning of the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus, until the end of the book of Numbers, the fourth book from the second book through the fourth book of the five books of Moshe, that appellation, that name, Moshe, appears in every parsha, in every single reading, every week, except this week. So if you're wondering at home what's going on, or you came here to Ramam when you thought, oh, it's going to be a normal Ramamu service, it happens every Friday night, like clockwork, 14 years in, 12 years we haven't missed a Friday night. We haven't missed a Friday night even this week, but something was missing, right? Something different this week. Just like in this week's Torah reading, the usual ubiquity of Moshe's presence is absent. Moshe appears in every parsha except this one. But he's there, of course, because he is the very first word of the parsha, which is the very first word of the Torah portion of our morning is ve'ata, and now you, and the ata, the second person pronoun, of course, the you there refers to Moshe. God is saying to Moshe, now you go command the Jewish people. But Moshe's name, his proper name, Moshe, doesn't appear. Just you, hey you. You, you. One of the reasons given for this, of course, is that Moshe later on in the Torah will say to God, if you are going to wipe out the Jewish people at some moment of divine anger and a fit of rage, after the golden calf episode, God angrily tells Moshe that he wants to do away with the people of Israel and just have Moshe continue Moshe's line. And Moshe throws himself down for the Jewish people and says, God, if you're going to get rid of the Jewish people, then you should just erase me from your book. Moshe said to God, and God was persuaded. What's amazing, of course, is that um, the rabbis say that when a righteous person makes a promise, even if it is no longer relevant, it still has an effect in the world. And so that's the reason Moshe's name is erased from the book, is because Moshe threatened. He said, God, please erase me from your book. And so the erasure of Moshe, they trace to that moment. But of course, that's of course the Balaturim, Rabbeinu Asher, an early source. But the son of the Chasim Sofer, a much later source, raised the question, how could it be that when Moshe went to do something beautiful, Moshe's willingness to sacrifice himself for the sake of the Jewish people should not be something that would punish Moshe? Why would he then be punished by having his name removed from the book? So he didn't like that. He said, no, that doesn't make sense. He said, here's my reason. You see, what it is, is this is a great moment of leadership. Moshe's name is not here, which reflects Moshe's humility. But God, as it were, says to Moshe, I'm always doing the commanding. Now you go command. Now you, Moshe, you command the people. Moshe's name doesn't need to be all over it. That's Moshe's business. But God says, I'm going to give you a role that's usually reserved for me. I'm going to step back so that you can step up. It's a brilliant moment of leadership. And it wasn't always Moshe's way. It wasn't always clear that Moshe knew what it was to step into moments of great uncertainty and, and to lead. Another reason given, and I'll connect these two, the last reason given for Moshe's erasure from this week's Parsha is because it almost always falls on the same week that Moshe 
died. This past week, we celebrated or we remembered and celebrated Moshe's Yurtzeit, the seventh of the month of Adar, Zion Adar. Of course, it's also his birthday. And therein, in Moshe's, the dichotomy and the duality of Moshe's personality is perfectly represented by that amazing, amazing fact about his life. The Midrash says, I love this, so listen to this, guys. This is great. Listen. This is one of my favorite things. Moshe is the source of Purim. How so? In the story of Purim where there's an evil right, protagonist, Haman, hates the Jewish people, hates Jews, rabid anti-Semite, descendant of Amalek, the, the arch enemy of the Jewish people. This Haman Ha'agagi, this Haman, uh, had a plot to kill the Jews, a plot to destroy the Jews. And in the rabbinic homilies, the rabbinic stories about the, about the holiday Purim, the rabbis say, how did Haman land on this month of Adar? He threw poor, he threw lots. Purim is a Persian word for a lot, like, you know, he threw some dice. And it landed on the month of Adar, and he wondered, huh, Adar, is that a good month? Is that like a lucky month for Jewish people or not? It's the month of the rat, the rooster, what's the month, you know? So he said, oh, Haman apparently also studied Torah. So Haman said, I happen to know, right? I happen to know that the month of Adar is not an auspicious month. Why? Because there's a tradition that Moshe died on the seventh of Adar. Ah, perfect month. Little did he know, says the Midrash, that Moshe was also born on Adar, seventh Adar. He was born on the same date that he would eventually pass on as if Moshe becomes an expression of the full circle of life, right? Moshe's fullness, he dies on the same day as if the circle is closed, nothing's left behind. But this crazy Midrash, I mean, just think about this for a moment. Zayin Adar, seventh of Adar is the month in which Moshe leaves the world. It's also the month in which he is born. Moshe is forever the character who stands at the doorway wondering to move forward or to move back, wondering if he is Jew or if he's Egyptian. He lives in safek, in doubt. He lives in not knowing, in uncertainty, uncertain identity, uncertain about so many things. And Moshe also becomes the paradigm and the paragon of a willingness to step up in moments of uncertainty and to take a position of leadership to hold the dualities of staying or going, the duality of the day of my birth is also the day of my death, which one is which, they're both and. Moshe is that character. And he represents in all of us our capacity in moments where leadership is required to be able to hold uncertainty and then to act. It's not easy. Moshe had all kinds of good reasons. I'm not worthy. I don't know. But God trusted in Moshe. And Moshe's willingness to put himself on the line for the Jewish people, to be willing to self-sacrifice, to step out of the way, is what ultimately elevated him to be able to step up and to be the leader that he became. So I want to say that in this community and in other communities, it's so important for us, especially at this time of uncertainty, of not knowing, to be people who are not 
governed by fear, but also are not paralyzed by an unwillingness to take a stand and to step forward, to do what needs to be done. And in that way, I want to commend, again, Jeffrey Kahn, our, our really amazing leader in this community, and all of those who are really thinking, most importantly, about the broader community here and beyond. At a moment like this, where there is uncertainty swirling, where there is confusion and not knowing, to be calmly clear, to make decisions, even if they turn out to be overly cautious, is a true sign of leadership. And as those of you who are watching, I hope, online at this moment, you can sense that we're not in a panic. I'm not feeling panicked. I don't think anyone here is feeling panicked. And we hope that you aren't either. But we are lifting up the importance and the recognition. Each and every one of us has agency and authority to act in spite of uncertainty and not knowing and to remain steadfast in our commitment uh, to, to doing the utmost to bring about a sense of calm and also a sense of conviction in this current crisis and in other moments that are surrounding us now as a culture and as a society. May God bless each and every one of us to, uh, to recognize that in a moment things can turn, right? In a moment the word Zainadar can be, is it a death, day of birth or a day of death? We don't know, but nonetheless we have to live and act. God bless us all, Lazuz, to move between the two Zions of Adar, to keep moving, keep moving, Lazuz, 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 and along the way, to have compassion and consideration for as many of God's children as we can. Amen.